Welcome to the Institute of World Mission podcast. My name is Marcos Lopez and I'll be your host today. We're actively working to make the summer 2021 season full of special interviews, talks and presentations. We are after topics that you as a missionary would find useful, timely, upbuilding and thought-provoking. Today, we're bringing to you a short presentation done by Dr. Anne Gibson. Dr. Gibson serves as a Chief Financial Officer for ADRA International and a Business Administration Professor Emeritus from Andrews University. Dr. Gibson presents on a topic that missionaries are often queried about. The topic is, where do my mission offerings go? Indeed, people ask us about the mission offerings. They assume that their offerings support us, but are curious how the whole system works. Often, we have to present on the topic when speaking to our home churches or even our host community churches. In the end, we need to be able to give solid factual responses. This will build up mission offerings and promote the work of sending missionaries. In the end, together as a community, we have a heart for mission work and are its most ardent promoters. This presentation first appeared at the recent Global Virtual Camp meeting. But we feel strongly about the topic and decided to share an audio version with you here on the IWM podcast. Without any further ado, let's give the stage to Dr. Gibson. Welcome to the Institute of World Mission Weekly Podcast, a show for Adventist mission enthusiasts striving to live, serve, and witness cross-culturally. Visit us at iwm.adventist.org podcast to view this podcast's show notes, links, and previous episodes. Institute of World Mission is your partner in the mission field. Is this true? How does Jesus get our Sabbath school mission pennies? On a practical basis, how does the Seventh-day Adventist Church transfer mission offerings from the small baskets and jars in the children's Sabbath school to advance missions around the world? That is the question we will seek to answer. But first, we need to understand the times surrounding the Seventh-day Adventist Church as it sought to spread the gospel message beyond the United States. Between 1873 and 1896, the United States and Europe were in an economic depression that rivaled the Great Depression of 1929 to 1933. Specific dates for the Depression of the 1870s are 1873 to 1879, but like the Depression of the mid-1930s, the Depression of the 1870s lasted much longer than the official dates. Most historians give the depression of the late 19th century the title, The Long Depression. You may recall from your study of Adventist history that the period between 1873 and 1896 was a period of beginning of our mission outreach and of the establishment of many colleges and other institutions. For the purposes of this presentation, we are particularly interested in the church's mission outreach and its decision to send John Nevins Andrews to Switzerland in the fall of 1874, about the time the Long Depression began. At its beginning, the Seventh-day Adventist Church expected that its outreach 
whether within the United States or elsewhere, would be self-supporting and self-sustaining. Initial funding of the projects was usually a personal gift of private funds to the cause. For example, in 1848, Ellen White had a vision about the publishing work, which she described in Life Sketches. She said, After coming out of vision, I said to my husband, I have a message for you. You must begin to print a little paper and send it out to the people. Let it be small at first, but as the people read... They will send you the means with which to print, and it will be a success from the first. From this small beginning, it was shown to me to be like streams of light that went clear around the world. These same denominational expectations for self-support followed John Nevins Andrews, our first official missionary to Europe. As Gilbert Valentine describes in his biography of Andrews, the financial support for the mission to Europe was on the spend and claim reimbursement plan, whereby Andrews would use his own funds to set up a printing establishment and to provide for the needs of his family and his fellow workers, and then request reimbursement from Battle Creek. But Andrews was not a rich man. As a result, there were constant tensions between Battle Creek and Basel and criticisms that came from letters that were written. Toward the end of his life, Andrews was offered back pay for his labor rather than only being provided with funds to meet his printing expenses. But Andrews refused. He asked only that they cover the expenses of travel for his daughter Mary who had returned to Battle Creek in hopes that her tuberculosis would be cured, which unfortunately it was not. As Valentine put it, the impatient and unrealistic expectation of church leaders in Battle Creek that a foreign mission would be self-sustaining within a short period of time and that missionaries needed to fund their own way in new fields carried an enormous cost. But keep in mind, both Europe and the United States were in the midst of a depression, and funds were very limited. Even so, something must be done to support both the church at home and, more importantly for the moment, its outreach to the world. The first step was taken by the General Conference, and it was to officially adopt a tithing system in 1876. This system replaced the old plan of systematic benevolence, which had been in place since 1859. The systematic benevolence plan proved to depend more on the generosity of the donor rather than the proportion of the donor's income. As a result, many early Adventist ministers worked at other employment in order to earn a living. In 1863, the year the church was officially organized, James White had suggested one-tenth of income should be a minimum contribution. That principle was affirmed in 1878. At the same time, it was decided that 10% of the tithe from the conferences should be forwarded to the General Conference. Also in 1878, 
The general con at the general conference, it was suggested that penny boxes be placed near the door of the Sabbath school rooms to receive funds for Sabbath school operating expenses. But the idea of mission offering did not begin until 1885. At that time, the Oakland, California Sabbath School gave all its offerings to the Australian mission field. The Upper Columbia Conference followed suit the same year by voting that all Sabbath school offerings would be given to missions. Perhaps the most famous early interest in raising money for missions was in 1889-90, to 90, when Sabbath schools contributed about $12,000 to build the missionary ship, the Pitcairn. This ship made six voyages, carrying missionaries to the South Pacific, where they established missions on many of the islands. The ship was eventually sold in 1900 because its maintenance was very expensive and because other means of transportation between the islands had become available. In 1909, the practice of dividing the Sabbath school offerings between the amounts needed to cover the local Sabbath school expenses and the amounts for missions was discontinued. The General Conference re recommended that in 1913 that all Sabbath school offerings go for missions and that local expenses for Sabbath school be covered through other offerings. Today, gifts from church members around the world support missionaries and mission work. It is no longer expected that an individual who accepts a mission assignment will be self-supporting, nor is that individual expected to send requests for funds for establishing mission work to the General Conference and hope that in good time the General Conference will reimburse the missionary for the expenditures made from their own funds. The experiences of John Nevins Andrews in 1874, when he went to the mission field without a salary and attempted to feed his family from his personal funds and at the same time set up the mission work while waiting for the General Conference to reimburse his expenditures, are over. The church has a better plan for supporting the people who leave their homelands to spread the gospel where it has not yet reached. This plan is centered on designated offerings, which we call mission offerings. These offerings include the regular Sabbath school offerings, 13th Sabbath offerings, birthday thank offerings, and investment offerings. We will discuss each of these offerings in detail. First, the regular Sabbath school offerings. Those are the ones that are taken up each Sabbath during a call for Sabbath school offerings. 100% of these offerings are sent to the General Conference to make possible the worldwide mission program of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Thirteenth Sabbath offerings are taken on the last Sabbath of the quarter. 25% of the thirteenth Sabbath offering is sent to the division which has pre-selected the mission project or projects. These are outlined on the back of the Sabbath School Quarterly. These projects are recommended by the various divisions around the world and subsequently voted at the World Church Annual Council. These projects are then featured on the quarterly on a rotating basis. 
across the divisions. The remaining 75% of the 13th Sabbath offering is placed in the World Mission Fund at the General Conference. Birthday thank offerings were initially encouraged by Ellen White in 1890. She suggested that each year at the birthday date, a gift should be given to God in gratefulness for another year of life. In 1919, these offerings were designated for new work and new workers in mission fields. 100% of these offerings are sent to the General Conference to make possible these new mission initiatives. Investment offerings were encouraged as early as the 1880s and 1890s. Initially, a member dedicated a particular agricultural item, such as crops from a specified plot of ground, or a particular animal which would ultimately be sold as a special investment project. The funds received would be donated as an investment offering. In 1925, the General Conference voted to promote the investment fund and designated that all monies received from investment offerings would go to missions. Adventist periodicals over the years have featured various stories of such projects. Often the projects are created by children and thereby money is raised for missions. 75% of the offerings from investments go to the General Conference to the mission funds and 25% go to the various divisions for frontier outreach or large city evangelism. Each division will designate the project or projects that will be benefited from the investment offerings. My personal experience with investment offerings came when I was a young, naive, single missionary in Singapore. Tiring of my own cooking and hating to be alone on Sabbath, I decided to give a certain amount of money for my investment offering, equivalent to what I calculated to be the cost of making a meal for myself at home. I would give this for every Sabbath that I was invited out to someone's house to eat. Prior to making this very self-serving bargain with God, I was seldom invited out for Sabbath lunch. After making this matter a, a prayer petition, I said nothing to anyone, but waited to see what would happen. As you might guess, I was stunned by an invitation for lunch from a fellow missionary family the very next Sabbath. I was even more stunned when it happened Sabbath after Sabbath after Sabbath. When, some months later, a fellow single missionary pointed out that I was receiving more invitations out for Sabbath lunch than anybody else, I confessed about my investment bargain and noted how large my investment offering had grown. Years have passed since then, but I have never forgotten the lesson that I learned. God cares about young, naive, single, lonely missionaries. And he also cares about teaching all of us about the importance of mission giving. There are other special offerings that support mission. Specifically, the annual sacrifice offerings go directly to the General Conference Adventist Mission Department to fund global mission projects. The Adventist World Radio and Hope Channel offerings go directly to those entities. 
The disaster and famine relief offerings are divided between the Adventist Development and Relief Organization, or ADRA, and the Division Community Service Programs. If your church uses the combined offering plan for giving, your Sabbath school offerings are given under the category World Budget. All World Budget funds go to the General Conference for missions. The World Budget includes Sabbath School, 13th Sabbath, Birthday Thank and, and Investment, and a special offering like the Annual Sacrifice, Adventist World Radio and Hope Channel, and the Disaster and Famine Relief offerings. The percentages sent directly to the divisions for the 13th Sabbath offering and the investment offering remain the same as previously described. And the specific per percentages are given for Adventist World Radio and Hope Channel and the Disaster and Famine Relief offerings. So far, we have discussed the source of mission offerings and have noted that they go directly to the General Conference to make possible the worldwide mission program of the Church. But how do the mission offerings actually get to the missionary in the field. Appropriations and allocations are voted to the various divisions and the General Conference institutions annually at the Fall General Conference Annual Council. There are 13 world divisions plus the Middle East North African Union Mission. The General Conference institutions include Andrews University, Adventist International Institute of Advanced Studies, Ad Adventist University of Africa, and Loma Linda University. Each of these entities prepares budgeted allocations and appropriations for work within their respective fields. These appropriations cover expenditures for evangelism, education, publishing, medical, and frontline mission initiatives. Funds are also allocated to local missions and churches as they are determined by the needs of each of the respective areas of the world field. Here is a slide which shows you the mission offerings distribution to the divisions between 2015 and 2019. You can see the percentage of funds that have been given to the various divisions, noting in particular that the largest proportion goes to Africa, but other areas of the world, including Asia and Europe with North Asia, receive large proportions of the mission offerings given through the General Conference and then distributed through appropriations and allocations. The genius of allowing each division to determine the focus of its mission needs pushes the decisions of where and how to spend the funds down to where the needs are actually known. If a particular conference in Asia or Africa wishes to conduct an evangelistic campaign in a designated city, the funds will flow through the appropriation allocation system to that particular campaign. A recent area of focus for mission outreach of the church has been the 1040 window an area that contains 6.5 out of 10 people on the planet, but only 1.5 out of 10 Adventists in that same window. Through the appropriation allocation system, 
funds can be specifically directed to projects in this part of the world, thus providing support for missionaries and mission programs where they are most needed. Some of the specific departments at the General Conference that direct the mission program for the Church include Global Mission, which focuses on the most unreached people groups, sends pioneer frontline workers to the field, and encourages innovative projects to reach the unreached. Mission to the Cities focuses on outreach to the world's cities and, among other things, develops urban centers of influence. The Institute of World Mission provides appropriate cross-cultural training for all missionaries. The Institute cooperates with the Tentmaker Program and further serves the Church with consulting, training, and strategic planning for the worldwide mission programs. Do your mission offerings really reach the mission field? Yes! Through careful financial systems, the funds you give to your local church are sent to the General Conference, where they are, through allocations and appropriations, forwarded to the parts of the world where the need for the gospel message is the greatest. But that need is everywhere. There is no country and no people that do not need the gospel. The Seventh-day Adventist Church sends that gospel message around the world. And your offerings make that possible. Thank you for all you do to support the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Its mission is to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Special thanks to Dr. Gibson for sharing this knowledge and experience with us. We also have this presentation in a video format in the IWM video library. You might want to show it to interested groups straight from the IWM website. Please do share this podcast episode with co-workers and anyone really who can benefit from it. Your personal recommendation is worth more than you can imagine. Our upcoming webinar is Families in Transition, Adjusting During War and Emergencies. It will be on July 1st. To join, please register at iwm.adventist.org slash webinar slash July 1. You can also find the link to the registration page in the show notes. I'm your host, Marcos Lopez. Many blessings to you today and see you on Friday next week when the next episode is published. <music>